there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Chris and Tom's Youth Group Podcast, the podcast where two youth group leaders try to figure out how to do youth group better. My name is Chris Morphew. I'm an author, youth group leader, and school chaplain here in Sydney, Australia. And as always, joining me from Melbourne is author, speaker, youth leader, and brand new microphone owner, Tom French. How you doing, Tom? Well, hello, everyone. Does this, does this sound wow. more, more like radio? I mean, can you keep doing that voice for the no, rest I of can't. the show? No, I can't. And then I'll give you my final verdict <laughs> at the end. Yeah, well, it's meant to sound more like radio, this new mic. But hi, everyone. It's good to be here. Is, was that a, a <laughs> birthday present, Tom? Was it a, perhaps a podcast birthday present? It was, Because yeah. as you well know, today is a very special day. What? It is our really? ninth podcast birthday. Yeah, amazing. That's amazing. So happy birthday, Tom. Yeah. I'm glad you treated yourself to a gift or yeah. that someone else saw the magnitude of the occasion and treated you. Yeah, if anyone wants to get us a gift for our 10th birthday, which is a big, it's our double-digit birthday, uh, mm. you'll feel free to send microphones in the post to Chris and Tom's youth group podcast at gmail.com. Can I um, tell you something I've been thinking about, Tom? This is not strictly <laughs> relevant to the podcast. Yes. But I was um, working through some stuff at school and I realized that I have taught an Isla, a Jayla, a Kayla, and an Ella, like multiple Ellas. Yeah. So that's like four in a row from the alphabet. <laughs> what do you think my odds are of locking in the other 22 by the end of my teaching career? An Ella? Bella, is it? Can you go with Bella? Oh no, or like Ayla, Bela, Sela, Dela, Ela, Efla, Gila, Hla. I need all them. It... I've got Isla, Jayla, Kayla, Ella, yeah, and then I need Emla, Enla, Ola, and so on. You're probably going to be difficult to get Pila, I think. Well, I what I guess I'm asking is, podcast listeners, can you firstly um, have some children? name children the missing things from my list and then enroll them at my school and make my dreams come true. I think I think that's an achievable achievable goal. And if you do that, only we'll 22 free, people need to do it. Free t-shirt. And according to our <laughs> analytics, we have 23 subscribers. Oh, so, so one of you can still slack off. Don't do it though, because like, don't assume the other 22 will. Don't you slack off. <laughs> but even if someone did, which I'm very aware that that's not the kind of listeners we have, yeah, then the other 22 could carry it. There is a problem if husbands and wives listen or just uh, pe- people who make babies together, if they listen, they both listen. There's only well, There's only like one child between the two of them. Well, I guess they could have multiple children. And it might they, be a long-term yeah, project. This I one. think if you're a married couple and you are both invested in this podcast, having two children called Effler and Gila shouldn't be that much of an ask after all of the the benefit this podcast has <laughs> obviously added. I, like, here's what I will say. I will give you a free Chris and Tom's Youth Group Podcast t-shirt if you fulfill your end of the bargain. And I think it's only fair... If you name your child Double Eula, that I will give you a cap as well. Can it be? It's got to be anyway, Tom, with the with the name Double Eula on the back, just so Double Eula listens to Chris and Tom's youth group podcast. 
if and uh, or I named my child Double Eula, and all I got was this Chris and Tom's podcast hat. Yeah, we're doing our bit. For anyway, Australia's population crisis. Mm. If there is one, I'm not so, sure if there is one, but there we go. <laughs> there's a a real shortfall in kids called Double Eula. That is from true. My broad sampling, I would say. Anyway, <laughs> how was youth group on Friday, Tom? It was uh, it was pretty fun. I think um, it was a slightly weird night. We were we were at the church building of one of our churches. So we have our four churches. Only three of our four churches mm-hmm. have buildings. And so we try and spread around the buildings that we go to. But we like we go to one most of the time and then we go once a term to the other buildings. And ah. so this was we're going to one of the churches that sends a lot of kids. And when their kids walked in, they were pretty excited to be at their own building. Um, also, there was, I think, a little bit of that feeling like, you know, when you're a kid, I don't know if this happened to you, but when your mum came to school and she'd like lead a reading group or something and I, you would, I, well, I would kind of misbehave more for my mum because I was like, it's, she's yeah. my mum, I could do whatever I want. It kind of felt like we had slightly more kind of uh, sassiness from the kids who were in their church building but didn't have leaders from their church there. Mm. And so they're a bit more like, well, this is our home turf. We can do what we want. Um, you don't have authority here. Yeah. This is our space. Well, yeah. I mean, it wasn't like, like... We get that a bit... Sorry. We yeah. get that a bit when we um, run, like, kind of primary kids outreach events at our church. And our regular kids, I always have to, like, have a talk and be like, look, I know you're usually allowed to go here and to do this, but... We need to set a good example for the other kids. And like, okay. And like, it sometimes works, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So we had, a, had that going on and we had, I got the artwork for our youth group hoodie from uh designed by cool. one, some of our kids, which is exciting. What I love about it is it's uh, this hoodie they've designed. They've got a picture of a globe, which is not any globe that I recognize, but there's just some generic, uh, planet i'll even show it to you actually you can see it chris but no one else can see it um but there's like okay, this... i'll give you a a theater of the mind perfect description i'm gonna about to oh, paint a picture oh. for you so there's like this generic kind of globe with some you know uh countries or land masses there's a it's if the world was 70 percent land instead of 70 percent yeah, water yeah yeah and then there's an arrow pointing Around the world? Yeah. Actually, it probably, I don't know which way up it goes. Maybe like, I'll have to figure that Is out. Is that place supposed to be Australia? No, no, I didn't. Oh, no, this here and this here uh, is a ghost in the landmass shape that looks kind of like Tasmania. But because we have this running joke at youth group about this girl who died at youth group called Hannah Four. And like, oh, gosh. Not, it like a funny joke. It's just wait, like, hang on. Can you clarify? <laughs> There's not a girl who actually died no, 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 that no. you are having a joke about. No, no. We once we had we had three Hannahs in our youth group, and then I told the youth group there was a girl called Hannah Four, but she came to youth group and then went into the kitchen where the youth are not allowed to go, and then she died in the kitchen, and so it's our. You know, it's our cautionary tale to not go into the kitchen. <laughs> and wow, 
And so the kids have kind of uh, taken on the ghost of Hannah Four who comes to youth group with us. <laughs> Chris currently is rubbing his eyes and looking kind of distressed for our youth group, <laughs> my, my ministry skills. Wow. I um, <laughs> do not endorse that as a disciplinary technique. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, the point, um, point so, is, so she's become a kind of mascot ghost. She made it onto our small group, uh, no, our youth group hoodie design. And the hoodie design is this earth thing, and then it just says next to it, youth group. So when we turn up to events, we're not going to be from any particular youth group. We're just going to be a youth group. And this is what they designed and voted on. And so I'm very excited about our generic youth So your group youth group shirts are just going to say youth group? Yeah, although I did request like down the side of the sleeves that we put at least our um, the acronym for our youth group, which is INYG. Oh, that costs extra. Oh, yeah. But it'll look Doing cool. a sleeve as well. It will. it will. Are you doing color? There were like three colors on your design. Yeah, look, I haven't I haven't done any research into how much is this going to cost. I've been um, very stingy because I only do one color designs. Although I think it doesn't matter anymore because if you do um, like direct to garment printing, yeah. Um, can I recommend to you and to the podcast <laughs> listeners? I know we've gone way off the rails with talking about all kinds of stuff, but printlocker.com.au our Melbourne-based um, custom T-shirt and hoodie printing service. And they are excellent. We have done all of our youth group merch through them and our kids' outreach merch. So easy to work with. They do print runs starting at one shirt. Oh, great. Um, really good quality garments, super helpful and quick delivery. And If you use you the promo podcast, code Few, you will get nothing out of it. That's true. Oh, speaking of, remember how this week was going to be sponsored by my new book? Yes. Um, it is still, it is launch week of my new book, um, which is called How Can I Feel Closer to God? However, due to a some kind of issue that I do not understand, the book will not be in stock in Australia until April. Right. So if you're one of my um, one of our American or UK listeners, which I'm not sure if we have any, we have but some if you're our American first one, ones. we have a California oh, great. listener well, who's pretty uh, regular. Hello, California. Send us the an book email. is available in your region, <laughs> um, despite the fact that I wrote it and I live on the other side of the world. So it is still launch week. Go out and buy my book when you can. Um, book Depository has it. You can get it anywhere in the world. You just can't get it from Australia yet. Anyway, I'm really nailing this sponsorship thing. Should we um, get back to my get back on the rails, Tom? We're up yeah. to like 11 minutes oh, into no, our 15 got... minute podcast. Okay, so anyway, so we had youth group, and and I think we I found that doing small groups is was it was a small group night. We're looking at John three sixteen. Uh, I got handed the Bible study to do at the last minute because the person who was meant to write it wasn't able to do it, and so I kind of pushed out this Bible study uh, on on the most famous verse in the Bible, but it wasn't that great. I, I mean, it felt fine, but it didn't feel amazing. And I went into the night going, oh, I don't know how this is going to go. And it felt like we had kind of a bit of, in the feedback time with the leaders, we had like a lot of energy from the young people, which kind of felt really good, but sometimes that resulted in a little bit more sassiness or um, mm. kind of, uh, yeah, just just not as, not as cohesive for a really great small group as you'd like. But on the other hand, that also worked 
for some small groups to go really well for them. They had a really good night. Um, something that I really enjoyed is was um, chatting to my kids. And uh, because my small group, as I've mentioned, is very energetic and not that great at staying on task, I've decided to kind of lean into it and just kind of go with their uh, inability to stay focused. And so we just kind of keep moving from task to task as much as we mm. can. And I felt kind of less frustrated because I decided to just go with it rather than trying to squash them into my format for how to do small group um, to one point where we're actually going quite well in the small group. We're sitting around having a chat. Um, one kid actually made a very funny joke where we were talking about the best and worst parts of our week and then praying for one thing for each other. And I talked about the best part of my week was watching that show Physical 100, which is like Korean people who have a lot of muscles competing in like physical tasks. So I said, oh, the best part of my week was I got to sit at home by myself, eat lunch and watch a show about muscly Korean people doing amazing things. And uh, this kid turns to me and goes, um, oh, well, you'll never be that. And I was like, what? Muscly? And he goes, no, Korean. <laughs> and I was, I was, I was like kind of hurt. And then I thought it was great. I actually, my execution of his joke did not work very well then at all. Now that I think about it, I'll go back. I'm and... laughing on the inside, Tom. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think I. Was, it doesn't matter. He at the time it was funny. It was like a sick burn, and then it wasn't. And yeah. point is, we had a good time. Except that so one of the person who made dinner for us came in to chat to us, and we'd all been sitting around reading the Bible, having a good chat, praying for each other. As soon as she walked into the room, within like twenty seconds, every kid but one had gotten up out of their seat, disappeared to the other side of the room, and I found them kind of standing at the front of the church because we we're in the church building, and one standing on a chair in front of the pulpit reading the Bible to the rest of them, and uh, and I just kind of lost my small group. Um, but we just went with it. So then we'd had church, sorry, youth group at the front of the church for the rest of the day, the night. And I was, I was kind of happy because I had lower expectations and we got something out of it. I think, anyway, I think so. My, my reflection was, um, I guess just that you can get like so many different things going on in one kind of space. And, um, and for me that just leaning into the chaos I think it worked, but I, and and hoping to get one thing out of the group. Um, so like like achieving, you know, we got three questions answered and hoping that the kids got one thing from it. Mm. I came away feeling much better than just going into it, going, all right, I've written this Bible study, and I know we we just I can try and push through, and it's not going to happen. They'll be depressed that the hard work didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think that's like my perennial tension with youth group is how much do you let them set the level and how much do we try to set the level? And I think the answer is probably somewhere in the middle, but it it is a skill, I think, to read the room and to discern when to try to like call them up to something mm. a bit more than what they want to do in the moment and when to just let it be where it is. Um, and I feel like every week in small groups, I am kind of trying to sit down with whoever's in my group 
figure out the level and then kind of make that mental calculation. Okay, how far can I reasonably, like what can I reasonably expect from this group of people in this frame (laughs) of mind? And I think by giving myself permission to go, let's see how much they're up for and try and, you know, raise the bar a little bit from there rather than to just like set a bar that is the same bar every week, regardless of external circumstances. I think by giving myself a bit more permission and flexibility, I come away less frustrated and they probably come away less frustrated too. And hopefully they come away feeling cared for because they realize, oh, on the weeks that we just don't have much in the tank, they're not trying to smash us. And the weeks that we really want to dig deep, we can. So hopefully they feel a little bit... Hopefully they feel empowered rather than like empowered in a good way rather than empowered in a walk all over the top of us kind of way. Yeah. And I think that that's part of the challenge is for me, like not going into it with low expectations Mm. um, or at least particularly not going into it with low expectations for what God is able to do in that situation. Like even if, if I don't have all the skills to engage these kids, and the kids might not have all the the skills to engage with me or with each other with the text well. Um, we whatever we're doing, we've got. There's we're not the only people that play there. That God's at work. Yeah, and uh, He can give us a really great night, or a night that feels really good, or a night that feels rubbish, but still He's achieving things in there anyway. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And like that was, so my small group this week was just unexpectedly great. Like it um, wasn't really focused on the talk that I'd given, um, but someone asked a question that was like a really kind of great, why doesn't God just do this kind of question, which then led to a conversation that it wasn't just me contributing to it was like some of the other youth were weighing in and um it ended up being like completely off the rails of my agenda but in the end i i mean i hope it was fruitful for the kids it was i think if nothing else it was really great for them like well to see them engaging in a level that was like personal for them you Mm. know that they were asking the questions that mattered to them and like trying to wrestle through um what that meant and so yeah it wasn't what i thought we were going to talk about but it rarely is and i think that's okay (laughs) it's i don't i find the best ones are always the ones which aren't the ones you planned Mm. disappointingly for us planners ignore like forget (laughs) about planning is the motto there is the lesson there don't worry about it (laughs) just rock up see what happens yeah don't do that that's not my official position I am officially anti-ghosts and pro-planning. <laughs> That's not and, the official stance of the whole podcast, evidently, yeah. but it is mine. So, so tell us about your ghost-free planning full youth group this week. Um, so it was Zoom throwback night. Oh, you didn't send me um, the link. And everyone I, showed up. Come on. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I commented on Instagram, my funny joke. Yeah. I saw it and I chose not to respond. <laughs> Um, there was no link, Tom, and everybody else figured that out and they showed up to youth group, or at least if they were waiting at home, I didn't hear about it. 
Um, so we played a couple of games that were staples of Zoom Youth Group. We did a game where um, I revealed pixelated photos of animals and household appliances and slowly depixelated them. And whoever guessed what it was first got a point. Um, and that worked pretty well in real life. And then we played, I don't know if you've played just one, the, the game where, okay, so it's an actual like board game you can buy, but you can also just play it with post-it notes. So sorry to the creators of just one. We saved ourselves some money. Um, but you write down, you get one kid in the circle to close their eyes and then the leader writes down a word or someone writes down a word that you've got to get the one with their eyes closed to guess. And the way you do that is everyone else on their post-it note writes down something that's not the word, but that will help them to guess the word. Mm. And they all show each other. But then if anyone among them has written the same word, they've got to put them down. And so only the unique words are there when the kid opens their eyes and then they've got to guess. So um, I was not present for that game, but I came into post-it notes all over the floor and it seemed like it had gone well. So there you go. Um, and yeah, the talk was on Jesus bringing real wisdom, which because I had preached at church the week previously and was going to preach, um, that coming Sunday as well, I dusted off a talk that was, um, already finished and just like gave it a few little tweaks. And then one of the youth said it was the best one of the term. So (sighs) once again, planning is good. And there is, at the same time, not a direct correlation between amount of planning and amount of success. <laughs> um, because also, I did plan the two youth group activities, the two games, but um, I planned them in the car on the way to youth group. And so that also not a recommended strategy, but God was kind, as is his habit. Um, and it all went pretty well. Great. So there you go. And my reflection of the week mm. was, because now I'm in the habit, it's actually really helpful being in the habit of being like, what can I learn or what can I take away? Um, my reflection was, it's great to be in a youth group where I'm sad that I'm not going to be there next week. So next week, I'm not going to be leading youth group and um, I'm going to be off doing the weekend away of another church's youth group. And I'm stoked to be doing that, Ruth, because I know you listen. I'm not. Hi, Ruth. Don't worry. I'm all right. Um, So stoked to be doing that. But at the same time, I was like hanging with our youth and I was like, oh, I'm going to miss the last one next week. And so like it was just like that wasn't really like a, a thing to go away and act on, but it was something to be really grateful to God for that um, our youth group has been through some patches where it didn't feel amazing and life-giving to show up to every week, but to like walk away being like, this is actually one of the highlights of my week. And that hasn't always been the case. Um, or at least it hasn't always been the case in the same kind of uncomplicated way. Mm. Um, that was just really nice to walk away and feel. So there you go. Apparently I didn't learn anything except to be grateful. Um, And I guess that's good too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
All right. Well, we're up to 24 minutes out of our 25-minute podcast. But guess what I've remembered, Tom? What? I've remembered that we talk about next week we on our do. podcast. So we what do. are we doing next week? Well, I uh, we have our last week of term and uh, we're going to be having a relaxed night and everyone is encouraged to come to play board games or watch a movie or do a bit of both. Uh, they should come wearing their pajamas. I told them they should wear their pajamas, but only if they're appropriate. Otherwise, they should pretend they wear appropriate pajamas to bed and wear those. Mm. They're welcome to bring their beds. Good clarification. Someone requested a bed to bring their bed, and I said, if you can, do it. So I'd be happy if there are a lot of there's a lot of bedding that turns up to youth group. Um, we've got a fairy floss maker coming along, I think, like a machine, not a human who makes fairy floss. Not the man who knows how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, and it's going to be a one or woman. I should hasten to add. No, I think it's that's one of the most gendered uh, jobs in the world. Is very. I think it is. I like. I don't know that I've ever like. It's certainly not a capacity issue. But I have only ever been served fairy floss by a man. But maybe that is because <laughs> I just need to expand my horizons. Because I'm sure there are many wonderful uh, non-male. Fairy floss makers. We might um, make sure go. that if there's fairy floss being made at youth group, that it's shared equally between men and women uh, for just to make sure. What that... is your church's stance on who can make fairy floss? Uh, women can make fairy floss for people under 18, but not for. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, let's keep going. Uh, it's going to be our only night of the term where we don't have any particular Bible teaching, but we will encourage like good conversations amongst the the mm. leaders and the youth and the youth and the youth. Um, but otherwise, it'll just be a fun hangout and uh, we'll see how we go. What about you? You're going on camp with Ruth. I'm going on camp. So um, my youth group is having an end of term party, which is what I wrote on the last box of term on the flyer. With a real, uh, we'll figure that one out later vibe. Um, but they're going to do, they've taken party literally and they're going to do past the parcel and musical chairs and have party food and it's going to be great. Um, so there you go. Now, Tom, we did have an email come through. <laughs> um, do we want to address it? Oh, yeah, please do. I, I just feel, I don't know, I don't know what's in that email at all. No ideas. Uh huh. But um. Okay. Well, it says it's from Tom French. What? And it says Joshua asked this on Facebook, but I'm sending it here for safekeeping. Oh wow. Um. Weird. Um. <laughs> what age group would you recommend your book Weird, Crude, Funny, and Nude for? Oh well, thanks. Um. For so asking Joshua. <laughs> yeah, Tom has written a book called Weird, Crude, Funny, and Nude: The Bible Exposed, which is um has chapters on all of the bits of the Bible that most appeal to a juvenile mind. Ex- except, then, for, except for Isaiah walking around preaching nude because I just completely missed that and I should have put well, it in the book. Maybe for the sequel. Yeah. Um, and then it, if I recall correctly, having it's been a while since I've read it, but essentially the premise is all scripture is God-breathed. It's all God's word. So what can we learn from the rude parts? Yeah. Is that? Yeah, that's And good. by rude parts, I mean rude sections of the Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, that's it. So um, the age, what age is it appropriate for is I wrote it particularly with, uh, well, teenagers and then with, you, like, boys 
age 12, 13, 14 kind of like peak audience um, mm-hmm. because it's it's rather juvenile at times. Um, but, you know, lots of people like it. Uh, in my experience... It's juvenile until it isn't, it. I think. Yeah, that's true. It, it like, like it is... It starts in a juvenile place and then, like, I think it appeals to a particular kind of kid who wouldn't read, like, a what is ostensibly a serious work of theology, but who would pick up the book with the nude bum on the front yeah. and flip through it and have a laugh and look at the pictures. And then you've got them and you can tell them about Jesus. I, I tried to, like, write it like if if Tim Keller wrote wrote books with a lot of toilet jokes in it, that's kind of what I was kind of aiming for. Like we make it to Jesus at the end of every chapter, but mm. we we start off with with the poo jokes or the 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 nude jokes and yeah. So there you go. Mm. Was there another part? I, I don't know if there's any more to the email, but I just oh there was, was wondering. Well, <laughs> there is another part. Funny you should ask. <laughs> what would you say to parents who would have issues with respect to chapter titles such as Ezekiel's porn? Um, and also, have you heard any young people complain about advanced language such as geriatric? I'm gonna I'm gonna take the second part of that that three part. I uh, thought you might <laughs> first. Uh, I haven't heard any young people complain about the language. Although when I did first write it, I got asked by someone who read an advanced copy, and they're like, "Oh, what do you think about the language where it says genre? Well, that like I have the word genre in there. They're like, is that a bit difficult for young people? And uh, some young there might be some words in there that teenagers not all teenagers know but there's i mean there's words that i don't know uh, and they're kind of simple words i didn't know that caribbean and caribbean were the same place until pirates of the caribbean caribbean came out yeah so you know like it's not entirely young people who don't know all the words but my feeling is kids have got to learn words at some point and so i don't i don't write have lots of big words all the way through it but if there's a useful word, I'll chuck it in and they can use the dictionary feature on their phone or just Siri and say, what does this word mean? And then they'll learn. So it will expand their knowledge of Jesus, the Bible, and a little bit of their vocabulary. Uh, and then Great. what do I say to people? What about your obscene titles? Yes. One, actually, I once the first title of the book was originally called Angel Sex and then uh, – Someone also read an advanced copy like Tom. I don't think I could give this to people to read if the first chapter is called Angel Sex, and so I changed it to Angel Lovin'. Um, but my what I would say is particularly on things like porn, using the word porn, I like the titles, some of it's meant to be shocking, and that passage in Ezekiel 23 is specifically meant to be shocking. And so having a shocking title and some shocking things mm. in there is. I think appropriate because I'm only trying to kind of do what the Bible is already doing. Like I, I try in the book not to go any further in what I say than the Bible goes. And I, in fact, mm. I, I'm probably a bit less explicit. I'm definitely less explicit than Ezekiel 23. Um, but the other thing I'd say about th- particularly things like porn, like if parents don't want to talk to their kids about porn, oh, they need someone to do it. And uh, like porn, like if the the average age that kids are ex- being viewing porn or being shown porn is getting younger and younger, um, then 
sh- shielding kids from hearing about it in Christian books is going to uh, just make mm. it worse when they get to other things. They find it, you know. Well, that's what I was going to say. That like, I think if you are the parent of a child in the age range that that book is targeted for, and you think that they're not hearing about all of these kind of topics at school, you are incorrect. Unless, unless your kid goes to some kind of, <laughs> unless you're homeschooled. Um, in which case, I imagine the Venn diagram of homeschool families and families that let their children read your book um, are two separate circles. But maybe <laughs> I'm wrong. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's, I think you do a really great job of like addressing those passages and, you know, making light of things that it's appropriate to make light of, but then being really serious about the things that it's important to be serious about. And I think anyone who doesn't just like balk at the chapter titles, but actually reads the book will come away um, with a deeper appreciation of those passages of scripture and a deeper appreciation of the like the bible itself and of of god himself um at some point i think you should tell the podcast listeners about the time that you got banned for breaching amazon's decency guidelines um (laughs) but we are up to minute 34 of our 25 minute podcast i feel like this is the podcast i think this is like the peter jackson's king kong uh (laughs) of podcast episodes it's like there's an, a, an award-winning version in there that was about a third shorter. Yeah. But this is the version you get. Well, let's uh, play the uh, outro music and say all the things. How does it feel to be the uh, Peter Jackson of podcasting? Look, as long as, as long as Peter Jackson in his Lord of the Rings and maybe Hobbit, Tintin's fine. Not Hobbit, sorry. Lord of the Rings, great. Not Hobbit. Tintin, that's okay. King Kong. I look fine. forward to um, the four-hour extended cut of this podcast. So you, for the real aficionados, you and me only. That's the one that the purists <laughs> listen to. Anyway, you can tell we're putting the outro music in post this time, Tom, because it's it's we're taken a long while to come off. in. But I bet we're getting played off now. So. Um, Thanks for listening. See you next week. Then you want to get a TomFrench.com or Chris Morphy? TomFrench.com.au. <laughs> buy his rude book. ChrisMorphy.com. Buy his not rude book if you're in America. Yeah. That's all right. All right. Bye-bye. If you can. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> the end.